Hi, I'm Matt McClellan with the GIE Media Horticulture Group. I'm here with Joe Calabro, the Science and Research Programs Director for American Hort. Welcome to the podcast, Joe. Thanks, Matt. So, uh, as the research affiliate of American Hort, the Horticultural Research Institute uses competitive grants and partnerships with other green industry associations and government agencies to fulfill its mission, which is to direct, fund, promote, and communicate horticultural research. Joe, can you tell me a little bit about some of the projects uh, that HRI is working on? I know last week HRI released a list of best management practices for bee health in the horticultural industry. So um, what are some of these, uh, these best practices, and what are some of the reasons that growers should, should be interested in this particular, um, this particular research project? Oh, well, thank you for asking about that. I am particularly proud about being able to, to pull together an early start to uh, best management practices for bee health. Um, we had hoped to make it more broad and encompass pollinators in general, but the reality of the situation is that the, the science currently is focused on bees. And so for that reason, our BMPs are focused on bees too. Um, since we've released that, I've received a, a few questions about that. So I felt it important to specify and, and um, explain that. But, you know, with pollinator BMPs within our green industry, um, many of the scientists are agreeing more and more that... Um, the green industry has little impact on bee decline um, through their pesticide use. And that's just that's a growing sentiment among researchers. And of the small risk that is possible, it, it can be very easily managed by nursery and greenhouse production, as well as even just landscape management. A simple thing such as integrated pest management is, is critical in, in this, and that's one of the key points to our best management practices. Just using IPM, just you know, taking steps to be aware, monitoring and scouting the current pest population, and you know, being aware of what environmental factors are at play in changing those populations of pests. And then taking all that information into account and then assessing whether or not a treatment with a pesticide, for example, is necessary. That goes a long way in just protecting pollinators, especially bees, too. Um, it's really one of our key things. And another key point is when pesticides are needed, try to look at options for maybe pesticides that have a less residual, a less residual time frame. And there are some options out there, but uh, of course, in many cases, there are certain pesticides that just need to be used in certain situations, and you just need to be aware of that, I guess. And that's the point with the best management practices is making uh, deliberate decisions. Okay. So um, where can greenhouse and nursery growers uh, find these best management practices? Uh, they can find it, first of all, on our website, that's hriresearch.org. That's the first place to look. We will have some print versions available eventually, but so far we just have the online version. I know there are several university sites, uh, extension sites, and what have you, that are also posting the links to uh, be able to access them. Okay. There has also been, I know, HRI has done some research into um, alternative irrigation. Uh, how's the search for, uh, for new irrigation water sources progressing? 
You know, that project has gotten so much interest. Water quality is such a huge thing for the green industry right now. You know, I think coming up here very soon, I, I saw the latest drought prediction models expect more kind of droughty areas out on the East Coast, which is unusual. Usually it's just all in the West, and particularly the Southwest, but uh, we're coming up to some slightly more dry conditions on the East Coast, too. So water's always at the forefront of at least with greenhouse and nursery production growers, that's at the forefront of their minds. Um, in 2015 and 2016, HRI supported Dr. Raul Cabrera's project, looking at a couple different options for alternative irrigation. Um, he specifically is looking at municipal reclaimed water and also household gray water, which is mostly laundry water. So basically when you're washing your clothes and <laughs> you have that, um, that, that is collected and then used for irrigation purposes in a landscape setting, for example. Okay. And Dr. Cabrera's project is great. He's, he's looking at the impact of these alternative irrigation sources on landscape plants as, also as, as well as nursery crops, too. So and he's evaluating things such as soil microbial activity and diversity to see how that is impacted by these alternative irrigation sources, as well, of, of, of course, plant quality um, indices such as, you know, the level of chlorophyll, um, you know, plant size, and, and those things. And, and that work is still ongoing. He, these, this project is not completed yet. Um, Dr. Cabrera is really enthusiastic about the project, as are we, so he's a great source of information on this one. That's definitely one we'll be wanting to keep an eye on. One other, the, the, big, um, the big research uh, focuses for HRI is boxwood blight. What is the current state of boxwood blight research, and uh, what's on the horizon there? Oh, my gosh. I'm so glad you asked about this one. I just found out very, very recently of a new boxwood blight positive confirmation in Illinois. It was the first time it had been positively identified in the state of Illinois, and then I heard about it looks like California as well. So boxwood blight continues to spread is the bottom line on this. And... Um, the federal government is taking this issue very seriously. And they, they have repeatedly supported research on boxwood blight through the Farm Bill funding, and that continues in 2017. In fact, the funding this year for 2017 uh, is a little over $700,000 dedicated just to boxwood blight, which is fantastic. And the, the researchers will be looking at some diagnostic tools, number one, they will also be looking at, of course, control strategies and, and alternative mitigation strategies. Um, but there also there's a special project just looking at the impact of compost and mulch on boxwood blight infections and, and spreading. So it's a really going to be an exciting year for boxwood blight. And then, too, there is talk floating around of a meeting for researchers to discuss their findings about boxwood blight in February of 2018. So, well, that's a year away, but this is going to be a really great meeting. It's going to be an opportunity to uh, maybe meet some of the folks with APHIS, as well as have uh, a discussion among for, for growers as well, and landscape managers, for that matter, since this is clearly a landscape issue, too. Excellent. Well, we'll have to watch out for that as uh, details become available to find out more about that meeting and um, maybe for some of the researchers that would like to attend, how to find out uh, how to get involved to share their own research. Yeah, you know, it's early in development on, on the meeting, but I, I think it's important to let people know that 
there is a, you know, I get questions a lot. Boxwood blight is, is probably the number one pest control issue that, um, questions that I receive about. And interest is very high on this, especially as states are regulating and setting up quarantines to manage boxwood blight introductions and movement. So I felt it was important to bring, to bring this up to let you know that researchers are aware that growers want to know what's going on and what the latest is. So Absolutely. That'll be good. It'll be a great meeting. I'm looking forward to it. What are some of the um, other current or upcoming HRI projects that growers should watch out for? Um, well, we are just about ready to announce the projects that HRI is funding for 2017. It's very exciting. Uh, we are funding a total of 13 projects for this year, a total of $289,500, so nearly $290,000 for research projects this year, which is great. It is fantastic. Um, some of the key projects that we're looking at that I think are very interesting, one is a project uh, by Dr. Joe Neal looking at the control of green slime, <laughs> hmm. which is a, it's an algal-like organism uh, that proliferates in nurseries and creates a hazard for worker safety. So that's, that's going to be kind of neat. Everybody seems to know it as green slime. That's how... <laughs> I've been using the term. Um, we're also looking at a study on green roofs, um, particularly different sedums for use in green roofs. Um, as, as green roofs become more commonplace and more popular, with especially in urban areas, it, it's important that we are supporting some of this work. I think it's, it's a really neat area to be involved with. Um, and then we also have three projects dedicated to water quality. I, already rambled on about how important water quality is to our industry and um, the HRI Board of Trustees recognizes that and we're going to fund another three projects to, to that end um, in 2017. Um, and then we have two studies on herbicides and weed control for nursery production. Okay. These are the number one pest in, our, in the green industry so uh, it's important to look at control strategies. And then finally to wrap it all up and close the circle, so to speak. We're continuing funding for uh, Dr. Dan Potter's work on pollen hinder studies. He's done a tremendous amount in um, providing us information about what woody plants, what trees and what shrubs are attractive to pollinators, and we are committed to supporting that research, at least for 2017. So, All right. Good stuff. Yes, definitely. Well, we're looking forward to finding out uh, the, the results of these projects and keeping up with what HRI is, is doing. So I appreciate you taking the time to inform us some of the future plans and some of the current projects. Jill? Oh, well, thank you. It's always fun to chat and <laughs> talk about HRI. We're doing good things here. Absolutely. Well, thank you again for being on the podcast, and you can find out more about HRI at hriresearch.org. 